You know, for a university project that went completely out of hand, this is wild even by our standards. Welcome to the 300th episode of Motorsport 101. don't even know how to start this off. I am Dre Harrison. Good evening, everybody. And yeah, one more time from the top. Welcome to the 300th episode of Motorsport 101. I I don't even know where to start. It was a... How about that school project, Dre? Oh... For those that might be a, that might be a little bit new to the, that don't quite know our, our history and whatnot, this was a university project that uh, it was it was, my, it was the final year of my university degree in broadcast journalism, and it was write a ten thousand word thesis, um, or do some sort of special project. And years ahead of its time, I said. I'm doing a podcast, which which if I said that in 2021, I'd be gunned down in flames because everyone and their mother has a podcast these days. If you could think of it, someone's done a podcast for it. And um, one autumn afternoon, me and an old buddy of mine, Ryan King, after being on his old show, uh, I decided to invite him on to my first episode, and it was to review a highly riveting 2014 Russian Grand Prix. No, I don't know how we got to 300 episodes either. But we did. Somehow. <laughs> and uh, with me, we it's like we have the history of the show. Well, nearly all of it. Like, all the history of the show with me, alongside me on this little journey. So we couldn't get Adam in here, because obviously he was a major part of it as well. But from episode one... <laughs> Mr. Ryan King, hello, sir. Yes, I've been on more episodes of this program than you. Uh, <laughs> you have to remind me of this. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, sometimes life gets in the way. One hey, of these right. days, one of these days, I will get someone like Kelly or Shuckle to work out an exact attendance list to find out just how far behind I am. But King never calls in sick, never takes a day off. He's always online. He's the Russell Wilson of podcast hosts. Hashtag no days off. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah uh, I'm pretty sure the um, the only episode I missed was due to surgery, uh, and I think that was was I on the show that week? Even still, it was because it was on. It, so. tra- it was tragically the post Pocono episode after we lost Justin Wilson. Oh yeah, God, I remember that now. Yeah, but that was a rare one. It's like it do- it, it it doesn't have a um <laughs> yeah like oh god like I, I, I the fact that I can barely remember that says about the amount of episodes King has missed. I think it's in single digits, and I think I have I think I could cover it on one hand and have fingers left over. Um, or it's certainly close to that. That's the uh, Cal Ripken Jr. of the Motorsport 101 podcast. Start after start, always. No matter there what we do, stop. we can't make him log off. <laughs> no, never. It just I can't disconnect him from the Riverside Studio. I can't do it. It's just uh, he's just he's still there. Um, coming in from our our, our 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 sophomore era, I guess you could say, once we settled down with Johnson and Johnson obviously went on to find other projects and whatnot. 
he made a suggestion um, that um, a certain coast would be a good fit for us, and it turns out he was a great fit for us, and that person is RJ O'Connell. Hello there, sir. I'm amazed that <laughs> I've come this far along in the project, starting full season number five of being on the Motorsport 101 podcast, and... Lord knows there have been many times where I have worried that I've that I wouldn't be that y'all couldn't accommodate me, <laughs> that my takes were good enough to be on the show, that people can't stand me for whatever reason, and that's all just the insecurities that just creep into my head. I don't know how I've lasted this far, but thank you, Dre, for having me on. Thank you, King, for having me on and Thank you, everybody who's watched, listened, watched and listened. I appreciate it. It it makes it makes me feel valued as a person in some strange way. Because I mean, what what else am I going to contribute to this space? I can't drive for myself. I don't have a business degree. I can't manage anything, <laughs> and I don't have the mental resolve to become a full time influencer. So this is fine enough. You mean, you mean Squarespace haven't gotten in touch yet? No, 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 no adverts from Raid Shadow Legends or anything like that. No, uh, <laughs> it's 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 either this or the obsession over Japanese motorsport that I've made my thing, and I've tried not wow. to push into those platforms sometimes. It's adjacent. We can work with this. No, no, like, 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 like that, that's that's how we started, and that's how we're still here now. And. <laughs> No, look, I, I can't take the credit for that one at all. That was Johnson's idea, and I trust Adam when it comes to those sorts of things, and uh, he was very, very right in his decision-making, so you could take it from me on this one. And finally, uh, down in the bottom right, <laughs> our newest full-time addition to the show, and uh, Mr. Sports Car himself... Mr. I'm Angry, constantly at Boston Sports. Um, oh, you're right about that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cameron draft Buckley. Was, uh, draft day was something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how I've lasted this long on the show. I guess you guys like me or something. I don't know why. But, uh... You pay the rent, you know, it <sighs> Yeah. You know, I, I can't think of a better crew to, uh... Just shoot the shit about motorsport with and to have a platform for my occasionally quality, occasionally awful takes is fun. I wouldn't Not to have be confused with the band that performed the, uh, the hit classic Some Nights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I came into this podcast with a rant about sports cars, and uh, I'm still here with rants about sports cars. Catch that on uh, episode 301. <laughs> oh, God. Um, for, for those who don't know, this was recorded um, after that, and I still haven't recovered. I don't know if I ever will. It's just, it's just like the, 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 the wound runs deep with Cam on that one. Yeah, look forward to that on episode 301. Uh, warning, it was 25 minutes long. Um, it was 25 minutes and I could have gone for another hour. Yeah, we're like, then, it's like, we it's like to save energy for another show. I know! Yeah. We, we had to talk about Formula E in Valencia after all of that. 
How did we manage, honestly? Like, it was King's idea. It was like, maybe we shouldn't record three episodes in a day. And you know what? He was absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it still felt like three episodes in one day by the end of it. But, uh... <laughs> it, it, it did. It did. <laughs> and, I, and I was just in the back listening for most of the second half of that one. I was just like, just let Cam go until he's finished. Like, well, you know, <laughs> just... I've, got this, I've got this problem where the strings on my hooded sweatshirt, they're they're... I can't get the other end of it to feed through, and it's really bothering me. And I realize it's going to be distracting for everybody that's watching it on video. To which I say, I'm not sorry. I just want the screen to come out. I just want this to line up the same way as this. Okay, I paid my mom paid good money to get this for me as a birthday gift because she oh. knows how big a Fernando Alonso fan I am, or at least oh, used to be, her. or maybe still am. I don't know. It doesn't bring me but, joy anymore. So we go watch it fucking out <laughs> on the lower end of the points. I was going to say you are you are now you are now forced to put your faith in Alpine. I'm Ooh. so sorry. But the car is blue and beautiful, and it, it is. You call but, that uh, airbox beautiful? It's thick. Beauty mm. with two It seats. is USS Big Thickums. <laughs> And if you're tuning in for the first time, we're sorry. Yeah. Well, I am anyway. Um, RJ clearly is proving he isn't. He's, he's determined- sorry I didn't do it sooner. My <laughs> best Jeff Jarrett voice. Now, like, we've, we've been through a lot together. We've covered Formula 1, we've covered MotoGP, we've covered IndyCar, sports cars, IMSA. You name it over the years. And while we're fitting down the pot a little bit as we go into our freeze, the difficult third album, so to speak, or fourth, I guess, if you want to describe it like that. Is this the one where we go into the studio together and we all just hit each other with guitars and drum sets and various other instruments? No, no. This is the one where the vocalist records in another studio from the rest of the band because (laughs) they're way too much baggage for everybody else in the band to handle. Yes, this is late. The late years of Pantera that I'm describing. <laughs> for those of y'all don't know. Oh, oh, oh well. God. To be fair, I am like the one Brit left on this show, so it wouldn't be surprised if I'm like hosting from literally another continent. It, like the boot already fits, so to speak, on this one. Are you ready to relocate uh, to New York City, Dre? <laughs> <laughs> depends on the house price. Well, um, <laughs> well, I am depends, considering Dre. it. How do you feel about Nick's gear? Mm. King's already got that in spades. Uh, see, I'm not sure about orange as a color. You know, like it's, it's wow, it wow. Not only are you alienating this city, but you're alienating an entire country. Well, wouldn't be the first time on this podcast, now, would it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, but in this free under episode, obviously, we're gonna shoot the shit about being a part of Motorsport 101 in general, of course, over the course of the next I'm, I'm hour just gonna, so. I'm just going to take the hoodie off. <laughs> <laughs> so you can subscribe to us on OnlyFans. You left your headphones on! <laughs> <laughs> and they're, not, they're off now. Oh, God. Uh, la- ladies and gentlemen, friends of the non-binary, I'm sorry, we, we, we are a shambles. Yeah, this is uh, this is the most creative intro we have ever had to a podcast. By the way, like RJ is stripping on cam while trying to figure out his headphones. Well, if he keeps King's... doing that, we might be able to buy an LMP2 and go qualify top five at Spa. Sure, why not? You know, it's it's, it's horrible. You, you, you happy now, RJ? You good? 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm no just, longer. Just, I, I, should, I probably should have done that sooner because it's hot, and uh, I've been feeling hot ever since uh, ever since that second shot got in my body yesterday, as of the day of recording. You're lucky. You fully vaccinated everybody else here on the show. I've not even had my first jab yet. Way to go, Britain! Oh, uh, no, no, please, I got that. Yeah, you know, you know, King and I got that. Uh, that limited edition J and J drip in our veins. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, that one. That, that, that that's gone over well lately, hasn't it, fellas? I mean, <laughs> how you feeling over there right now? You nervous? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel yeah, silence on that I'm... side of the room. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they're feeling nervous about what they're going to order from uh, from the pizzeria when we all go out to eat in person again. Yep. <sighs> well, as long as it's not uh, anything equivalent to what Sergio Perez orders for pizza, I think we'll all be okay. Oh, oh yeah, we'll just go to a fine New York-based uh, local pizzeria, like Pizza Hut. Just for get instance. a classic slice. Don't don't overthink. I was gonna King, say if King any King. of us, <laughs> King, King's about to hurt oh. everyone. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've I can't remember the last time I've seen King so angry while 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 on the podcast like like he wanted to no, strangle no, like, somebody. <laughs> no, we're all, we're all gonna go out in New York. We're all gonna get pizza. One of us is gonna put tuna on it, and King is just gonna sock us right in the face. Uh, yeah, would you, you like know to what? know? It would be completely justified. To be deserved. Would you like to know what the uh, where New York ranks on the list of uh, states with the best pizza? Uh, it better be one. To Food and Wine magazine. No, it's number three. Oh, just below the state of Connecticut, baby. What's up? Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is for New to, England. Are you trying to drive King off this podcast, RJ? This is episode three hundred. Settle down. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's let's get to the housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the housekeeping before King kills us all. Like. And you two will be first because you're the Americans here. He's got to get over an entire ocean to get to me. Um. Not, not that that no, was stopping, okay. I'll but just, he... no, he'll have to go up through Boston, and I'll just tell everyone that he's a Yankees fan. <laughs> oh, he'll never get through point. that mob. Housekeeping. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. Uh, usernames are on the screen if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if not, they're in the description down below, as well as the audio version of the show. Um, again, we are at Harrison101HD, at Ryan Eric King, at RJ O'Connell, and at CBuckby917. Think like it's a Porsche. Uh, go with that. You'll find it soon enough. Exactly. Um, Exactly. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram if you like as well for extra hit bits, little intros, video snippets, no news when new episodes go live on there as well. Motorsport 101 Pod, you can check us out on there as well. And if you really, really like us, and hey, it is a 300th episode, so you know, why not chip in a little bit? It's patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. $5 gets you early access to all of our audio episodes um, a lot before they go out, at least 24 hours before they're actually released to the public. Um, $10, you can upgrade to the video versions of all the shows early as well. You also get access to the supporters club of our Discord server where you can listen to these episodes live as they're being recorded. Shout out to everyone on YouTube that's watching along with us right now, like Vic and Jason. Shout out to you guys in there. Shout out to Vic because on particular said, quote, okay, but when are we getting an M101X finish line crossover? Um, just showing our age there, eh, King? Um, Trey, do you remember when you were on on my first podcast? Like, 
I do. That that episode should not come to light for for a variety of reasons. <laughs> let's just let's just say it's for redacted. many let's just say for many a reason it hasn't aged well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, oh boy. Then <laughs> um, we'll bury that somewhere in the archives Leave of the internet. Leave <laughs> it. Just Leave it. This whole podcast <laughs> is a learning experience for all of us. We have been a long evolved, time. we have changed, our opinions have changed as as people have changed around us. Um, yep. And th- it's going to continue to be like that for however long we can stand to work with each other. <laughs> Which, the way you're going, RJ, might be like one, maybe two more episodes after your opinions on pizza. Um, but uh, shout out to all you guys in the chat. Well, shout out to Zoe in there as well. She still recommends an Ultimate Mario Kart battle, which which really will end the podcast early um, for all concerned. Um, shut up, Cam. We all know you're the best at Mario Kart. Um, <laughs> so yeah, all view my Twitter a- for uh, me violating the Geneva Conventions at Dre and Zoe and supporter of the show, Tony. If I can, re- yeah. if I ever can redeem myself on pizza takes, is that Italian sausage is so much better than pepperoni in, in every single conceivable way. Agreed. As Agreed. Like, as like a meat. Pepperoni <laughs> is just like, pepperoni is just, you have to be so pepperoni pilled to just go with that as your go to topping. I like them both, but I'm not going to go out of my way to top my pizza with either. Just buy I a like margarita. Right, shall we get into the main discourse of this episode before we before sure. we get lost in the sea of pizza opinions? And before we, before we have up... to start ordering pizzas, like yeah, we're the that, former CEO yeah. of a pizza conglomerate, so we can test the different flavors. Everybody the does that on YouTube these days. Speaking of which, we'll be talking a lot about that right now after this. <laughs> we had, like, me and King beat our heads together on this one for episode 300 a little bit, and uh, he decided to go back to my old days when I was a young and handsome Formula 1 YouTuber. Um, I mean, you still many, are, Dre. I mean, many, no, many, many days and hair and pizza has gone past since then, and um, <laughs> um, I wouldn't I wouldn't quite stunt on that that hard, but uh, back then when I was a, when people used to refer to me as Harrison 101, to be fair, some still do, um, I, I got angry a lot at the, you know, state of how F1 YouTube was at certain points in my career, I guess you could say, um, or my time on YouTube, and it was referred to, I was like call it a state of the community, and we did that a couple of times, and, well, I think I did it three times in total, if, I'm, if memory serves, on the channel, and uh, it was all very hot takey, and it totally wasn't conducive as the way we, the way we consume sports media now. No, no. But uh, we decided to do our own little version for Motorsport 101 to celebrate episode 300 because we're not only really celebrating our own milestone, we also wanted to talk about the state of play uh, amongst motorsport media in general as well as recommend some of our own suggestions of places you should probably check out um, in the meantime. I mean, uh, King, I mean, I've got to be honest, this was mostly your idea. I mean, what... What do you make it a state of play right now? And we can follow off of that. Uh, oh, it's. I'd say it's a very, very, very mixed bag. Mm. Where back when we first started out, uh, there was like pretty much no real official content from any championship. It was Not very... Really. 
it was very lackluster. Nowadays, it's the complete opposite, where there's so much... Yeah, there's so much officially made and sanctioned content for motorsports uh, Mm. online that if if you want to follow series completely online, you could. Uh, Well, you can now. Uh, While it it feels like in terms of... I say user-made content. What I mean, like, Mm. in terms of actual media covering motorsport, it's the exact opposite of how it is back then, where... it, it feels like there are a lot more people talking about motorsport in an actual, you know, packaged and thought out way in terms of like, say, videos, podcasts. Nowadays, it's uh, it's mainly just hot takes on social media now. That's that's what the youngins are into nowadays. <laughs> well, none <laughs> of, us, none of us subscribe to that idea now, do we? No, never. <laughs> Well, I never made my name for myself doing that or anything like that along those lines, ever. No, I was totally never an opinion-based YouTuber. No, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I, hate that me and King have been around this game long enough where we're now calling people youngins, and it's actually 100% justified, because I remember... Uh, this is going to sound really old. The first video I ever uploaded on Harrison 101 will be 10 years old on September 1st. Oh my it's my t- it'll be my tenth anniversary of as me a being a form- creator as oh a content creator. Which I mean, a Formula One content creator because I've actually been doing YouTube vids in various ways since two thousand and eight. But um, tw- like twenty eleven was when I first personally got started. And King King's dead right in that. Back then, the only real content you would be more likely to see Formula One content on Machinima than you would on any official platforms because it was Jesus, all game that's on. a name that brings me back to some <laughs> yeah. dark, dark times. Let's say you look, you look at it then, and you look, you you see the discourse coming out of Formula One towards social media because Formula One management at the time, specifically one uh, Mister Ecclestone, hmm. kind of just brushed it off because. People on social media, in his own words, weren't Formula One's market, despite the yeah. fact that they were. Yeah, it's. It, I don't. I, I don't think it was until like a magical weekend. I want to say in Singapore. I think it was 2015, where it was like all of a sudden the F1 YouTube channel and social media just came alive, and it was just like we have hashtags for the Grand Prix now and. We've got YouTube videos of coverage of the weekend going up, and this was this was like Formula One was like two or three years behind the curve when this started happening, and then all Let's of a sudden had, uh, it's exploded. But, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, by 2015, you had series like the World Endurance Championship, um, NASCAR, even IndyCar, a little bit, really mm. figuring out how to how to gain an audience via social media and then continue to feed that audience with content and really oh, yeah. grow a, a community online around the sport indeed and yeah like like I said F1 was definitely late to this party um, but you could see what it's become now where you can't go a day without a new video now because let's be honest YouTube's algorithm rewards that now they reward the daily it's user they a... want yeah, they, they it's want like, it's to like a re- sensory overload. Yeah, it's like they they want to reward the person that's tuning in every day, like they like they would if they were watching the news in the nineties, yeah. where 
six o'clock in the UK, for example, you're sitting down and you watch the news. That's what you did as a family, and now it's the same with, with YouTube now and and whatnot. And it's yeah. wild. And yeah, like King knows. Back. King knows about the infamous pivot to video strategy that a bunch of publications, way outside of the motorsport world, uh, tried to do about a handful of years ago, uh, and it of course had a detrimental effect. Yeah. Uh, but there are still remnants of that today. Like being a motorsport adjacent, motorsport or motorsport adjacent content creator, making videos, being a video essayist, you know, that's, that's a full-time job. And one thing that is cool about that is that like, Hey, you don't need to like, you don't need to go to school for four years to get a journalism degree, to have like an impact as an opinion maker, uh, in the space. Yeah. It, it gives more people like a chance to have their voices heard for better, sometimes for worse. But ultimately, I think it's I think it's better that way. I think we're all like decent examples of it. It gives. What you do you more... mean? I spent fourteen thousand on that degree for nothing, um, <laughs> Boris? Oh my god! As a, as a Medill grad, <laughs> I say me, me with no me with no university degree on the same podcast. I. <laughs> Hi, join join the club. Um, as I dust off my old broadcast journalism degree, which is literally somewhere in that wardrobe as we speak. Um, I, I give it a yearly clean just yes. to make sure. Um, well, because though it does feel like uh, on YouTube today specifically that a lot of the F one content put out is sort of uh, sort of just parroting or regurgitating the same talking points made by the actual commentators of the race and say major media members who post for major publications where people just talk about the stories that they hear other people talking about oh yeah it's it, now it's a one... hard space to break into if you want to stand it's... out you're gonna to have to do something really really out there yeah. like i'd honestly like this is not to discourage anybody, but I don't even know. Like, find a niche like making content for something that isn't Formula One or NASCAR, because those two especially seem like the most oversaturated markets when it comes to like making videos about a certain sport. And that's not to say that we won't be talking about Formula One or NASCAR no. YouTube content creators in this uh, in this episode, but it's just a really hard thing to do. It's like with baseball nowadays. Pretty much everybody has a baseball opinion page. So basketball the same way. You're gonna have to do something a lot different in order to stand out. Mm-hmm. But I'd say yeah, that becomes... to a certain I'd say to a certain degree, you have to you have to talk about F1 and NASCAR because their popularity in terms in terms relative to other motorsports is by orders of magnitude it's larger than yeah. everything else. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it has been for th- those are the big decades. Two. Yeah. Those are the big and, uh, two by a country mile. And as a guy that's covered multiple sports on my old channel, Harrison 101, and obviously a little bit for Motorsport 101 as well, like, take it from me, Formula 1 blows every other major European-based series. Like, F1 destroys MotoGP, for example. I'll tell you that for free right now. For, like, for every, like, like most F1 content will destroy the two-wheeled version, like, Three or four times to one, comfortably, um, and yeah, as, as King alluded to, across the pond, obviously where there's more of a base, obviously in the United States, NASCAR is again very, very 
well, I wouldn't say bloated, but certainly there's a lot of it out there, you oh, know. Yeah. So yeah, it was a sport that American Open Wheel Racing, yeah, yeah. After American Open Wheel Racing lost so much critical mass in its war, NASCAR took its place, and even on the de- on the uh, decline that has been going for over a decade now, NASCAR mm. is still many times the size of IndyCar and IMSA put together. Yeah. And to their credit, they were one of the first series that actually figured out like, hey, maybe let's let's be cool with social media instead of, you know, trying to clamp down well, on people who NASCAR, put content about it. Yeah, NASCAR will never turn down an opportunity to advertise, now will they? No, yeah. never, not in a million years. Even bad I publicity is free publicity. Yeah, and I, and I wanted to follow on from what King was saying as well, was that, like, about, you know, content in general and what we have now. I mean, I personally am in the camp that Formula One content on YouTube is pretty much split into two main categories. It's either the big mainstream news sites, Autosport, Motorsport.com, The Race, etc., and, like, a lot of, again, just generic news-based videos, like, you know... Here's six reasons why Sebastian Vettel struggled in Bahrain, and you know, and, and, and it, you get that. One, it, it morphs into one big feedback loop of content yeah. that all feels like you're saying slightly different things, but all your points are exactly the same. Yeah, and so it turns yeah, well, into just again a big feedback loop. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, that's one half of the pie for me, and I generally ignore that first half, because a lot of what they say, I can either just read or get via a tweet or or, or on, on a link on their hear, website. Oftentimes we hear what they say on the broadcast for the race anyways, because that's what the exactly. commentators have already said. And then we've got the second half of the pie, which is people like us, the influencers, those that are, you know trying to you know trying to, to squeeze any originality out of what's left and you know not maybe not trying so hard to be the quote-unquote news guys but they end up sounding like the news guys and i'd say chuck in some of the more generic content that is designed to spike a big viewership rate in like a tier list or a ranking video or some sort of the, the list formula or race kind review. Of, yeah it, it, the formula it, has kind of been stable. cracked Mm. The formula's been cracked on what people know is going to generate clicks, and clicks are king more often than not. When, Mm. as as RJ said, it makes it very difficult to break into the the space Mm. when the people who have been at this and who are part of one of those two camps know the formula to have have safe viewership. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'd say that personally that there isn't one formula it's there's a formula oh, there's a few different ones at play there all no the time. wait the, there's a formula that all the big people are doing and then people mm. assume that's the only way to do it so they copy their formula because yeah. i like looking at other sports probably like my favorite non-motorsport channel at the moment is uh like i don't know I don't know how many of you people know of this, but when it comes to basketball, like formally, uh, Jason Concepcion did his weekly show for the Ringer called NBA Desktop. Now he's Fantastic left the show, Ringer, dude. and he do- has and he's continued on as as NBA All Caps, and it's basically uh, a weekly review of what's happening in the National Basketball Association, 
but in in a completely insanely creative style in that it's not it's not only a review of what happened during the games but it's also a review of what the media is doing what 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 generally fans are doing on social media as well it is such an interesting take on a sports league in a weekly you know weekend review format that literally no one else is doing i'm gonna have to check yeah. this out i've watched a couple yeah, episodes when it was on the ringer where it was on the ringer and uh I was never I wasn't the biggest fan of The Ringer for a little while but that was one of the shows that stood out as genuinely fantastic when Jason Concepcion was there like I can completely vouch for this 110% tremendous show um yeah um and I think that we don't have we don't have anything like that in motorsport no nowhere close to that on motorsport on that level I'd say that like the, to me the level of creativity from from not only, like, the big traditional motorsports media outlets, but just average content creators in the motorsport realm is severely lacking. And it, and I don't want to say it's a new thing, because it's always been, no. been a thing since we started, where there's Agreed. rarely anyone who does anything creative. And if we do see it, it's a literal, like, flash in the pan, like, someone else coming in to do something really creative... Uh, and then going back to what they normally do outside of motorsport. Yeah, I, don't, I think King. I think King. I, I know exactly who you're referring to, King. I'm not going to mention them directly, but yeah, it's. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. I've, I've said it before. Like some people that make motorsport videos on occasion smack 95% of what's already out there, and I, and I literally said on our Discord on on Twitter as well that I saw one person's video referring to something about NASCAR, and I felt like this is 98% better than everything else that's out there, and it's a bit embarrassing that we specialize in this space and like part timers can come in and smack the living shit out of us. It's a little bit humiliating when it only gets to that point. But let's counteract some of that because I mean I, yeah. I don't want to make people just say we're not oh, going to turn this into a bitch and moan fest <laughs> no. about how derivative no. No. we're critical because we love it and yeah. we're critical no. because we want it to be better. Just, just to add one last point in because uh, mm, like sure. obviously we're a fan of uh, Secret Base and John Boys and it's something that John Boys mm. says a lot and that even Jason Concepcion says a lot about his videos. We're like. He's not like both of them notice in their comments. A lot of people who watch their videos don't even watch sports. Like they just find the videos entertaining. Yeah, yeah. that's the point. Just be entertaining. Doesn't if if you can be entertaining, the subject matter doesn't really matter. Ironically, mm. and that's certainly something that I think a lot of people could take notes from, oh, rather yeah. than just saying, "Hey, here's our 2021 ranking, like helmet ranking tier list. <laughs> Please watch, etc." You know, and and I think we we could do a lot better than that if we beat our heads together every once in a while. Um, but on the flip side of that, we decided to beat our heads together and come up with a list of people that we like in this space, and yeah. we wanted to give them the rub on this on this pokey <coughs> little motorsport show yeah. every once in a while. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to go around the room a little bit and just talk about X, X, Y, and Z and who why they like them so much. Some of it is YouTube based, some of it is written based, some of it is podcast based. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it all blends together. We we didn't keep it all one hundred percent motorsport because there's a couple of areas where, you know, there's some crossover like video games. I mean, 
Hi. That was me Hi. for many a year. Um, <laughs> and, and and sometimes the automotives in general. Um, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that as well yeah. over the course of the list. But, I think, um, yeah, I think my strategy was to at least try, and I don't know if it was for everybody else, but just like, you know, there are a lot of established names and outlets that I could have mentioned. Yeah. I at least mm. wanted to try and at least give the rub to people who I think don't usually get it enough in this space. Mm. Spoiler mm. mine's mostly video games. Yeah. Video also, game just to mention it now, yeah, uh, we're not mentioning Chain Bear F1. We love Stuart. Stuart's we love you, Stuart. Show. The man. You do the not man. need the rub. In fact, you need to give us the rub, buddy. <laughs> yes, give us a rub. <laughs> yeah, please. Please do, if you're watching, you know, any, any, you're welcome on any time, I'm just saying. But, uh, no, like, look, Stu was very lucky to give us a rub when I was making videos about Bubba Wallace and Lewis Hamilton last year, and uh, very, very grateful for that. It set off a mad chain of events for yours truly last summer, so I always I owe Stu several beers next time I'm in Ealing. Um, so, uh, Stu, if you're watching, thanks, buddy. Much appreciated. So, but, but you know... Like then, like there's there is varying sizes of popularity on this list. Some have silver badges on YouTube. Some well, haven't even got a thousand subs yet. So, you know, there's a there's a blend for everybody in here somewhere. I'm I'm, I'm sure of that. Does anybody want to go first, or, or shall I go first? Um, I, th- I think I think we should go order of seniority. Dre first, me second, RJ third, Cam last. I like that Ooh. idea. Order of seniority. I like that, King. I like that. Um, <laughs> um, me first. I mean, well, my first pick is... Uh, my main pick, I should say, was... Um, look, I, I will say um, on the record, I am... Out of the four of us, I watch Dad's Car the least. And it's just that's a series true. that's never massively, massively connected or appealed to me. Like, I don't actively hate it or anything along those lines. When I, When it's on, I watch it and I'm mildly entertained but it's never going to be near the top of my list for motorsport series that i watch however there is one youtuber that i like specializes in nascar content that i've really really enjoyed um in the year and a half or so i've been subscribed to him and that's slap shoes um slap shoes is, is superb at what he does um you, you could tell a lot of care goes into the scripts he writes and the the mixture of of like of, of NASCAR content he puts out is superb, and he will talk about more than issues with the sport, like the playoff format. He's talked about historical issues, like he does top tens, but they're entertaining. You know, it's not it's not just you know I'm going to run off this list, and but no, they're they're quirky, they're full of lore and history and stories, and again, it's extremely well written um stuff and and you know like he could tell he's been inspired by other people in this genre and other people in sports in general but it just i'm not even an nascar fan and i find this stuff deeply interesting really well written very funny at times as well um and just an all-round outstanding nascar youtuber in general and like i said i don't even watch the series well out of faults anywhere near regularly and yet, I still immediately watch any new video he puts out. It, it, it is superb work. Um, if you want a couple of pieces from me that I deeply recommend from him on his channel, which you can go go to right now, 
My personal favourite is the five-part series he did on what known as the Mark Martin Apologetics Tour. Now, for those guys who don't know, Slapjuice's favourite driver of all time is Mark Martin, quite arguably the greatest NASCAR driver to never win a major series title. Um, and it was a five-part history series on basically the five near misses of his career, where he came very, very close but didn't quite win a championship. And not only, obviously, just the story of just being a runner-up, but how it affected his entire career, how it affected the sport around him. And it's a fascinating and emotional retrospective. And I was delighted when the man himself got to comment on the series as well. So um, I'm glad it got its just reward in the end as well, because um, it was a wonderfully done series. And um, yeah, as again, as a guy that's not normally a NASCAR fan, found it um, moving and um, incredibly entertaining. The other one, which I thought was, again, very entertaining and, again, based on people people played Dungeons and Dragons and alignment charts, was the nine different types of NASCAR winners. Um, where if you, if you ever see the alignment charts, and we've done it our own in our Discord before, so it could be very fascinating about where people put themselves. Lawful neutral, by the way. Um, and um, just trying to relate that to people who have won races in NASCAR and some of its most prolific figures, like the true neutrals, like Bobby Isaac, for example, and, um, like, you go, again, like, lawful evil drivers, like, of course, the great intimidator Dale Earnhardt, and where they fit into an alignment chart, and you can see how it pieces together and how it all makes sense, and, it, again, it's a, it's a fantastic video. I do, again, it has got many, many great ones, but if I had to pick out just one or two, um, yeah. Slap Shoes is superb, and um, yeah, um, apps like again, I, as a guy that doesn't watch that much motorsport content full time, yeah, one, one of the very, very best out there, in my opinion. Whew, King, what about you? Uh, my pick is well, I think a lot of you guys know that I'm a big motorsports historian, that the history of motorsports is something that means a lot to me, but. In terms of how it's portrayed in, by most major media pl- places, including the TV broadcasters, is always in sort of this weird highlight form where it's where like the story of F one is you know Hunt Lauda, Senna Prost, Schumacher, Schumacher, Schumacher. Hey, Alonzo won one. Hamilton, Vettel, but we're gonna ignore that. And then present day, and it's <laughs> and it's always in this highlight form. So like you only see the best parts, and you assume that's all the past was. And people mm. have this really like it. It makes the rose tinted nostalgia glasses even worse for people mm. who've never experienced it before. And. I'm glad that there's someone out there who's taking this in the complete opposite direction, and instead of showing just the best parts, it's all the parts. Uh, it's relapsed with Deanna, and obviously the channel's host, Deanna, she is making an effort to try to watch every single televised Formula One race from 1979 to the present. Uh, do I think she's going to make it? Don't know, but it's going to be fun seeing if she actually gets there. Uh, <laughs> I'll <let her> try. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's a shift. <sighs> and obviously, like, not even me, not, like, not even me have watched every one of these races. So, like, a lot of these races are new to me. And 
just just sitting through just the experience of someone else watching these races, knowing how number one how exciting they can be, but just how terrible they can be, really <laughs> yeah. just kind of gives you a full picture of what racing in well so far the late seventies, early eighties was really like. You like honestly, you're so right on that point. It's like it is. Every time someone talks about the history of F1, it's like that, like the the seventies or the eighties were the greatest thing to happen to the sport since sliced bread. Everyone talks about. I mean, people talk about nostalgia in a more positive light generally, regardless of culture. But in motorsport, it's particularly strong in that regard. And there's a guy there's that so much. There's so much glamorization of eras that, yes, had their high points, but also had many points where, gee, is motorsport maybe the... Should we really be doing this? <laughs> right. Like, it's the, it's the best and very much the worst. And yeah, I can... Like, the funny thing is, uh, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes story... Me and King both had Deanna in mind when we when we were forming our lists. I conceded, and and, and on that one because I I had two or three in mind, and I was like, okay, I've I've chalked Deanna off only because I knew King was going to mention her. So, um, no, if if King wasn't going to mention her, I was going to mention her. So that was you know again, it's it's almost a double endorsement if you want to call it that. So, no, her content is superb. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's informative. It's really slickly edited very well put together and even if you're not the biggest historian fan out there there's something there in it for you and if you're into the more modern stuff she even did a full reaction to season three of draft to survive which um shall we say is uh varied in quality um don't try to binge watch the entire season of drive to survive in one day which you also have to go to work too wouldn't recommend. Oh no, no, no. I, I, I would describe that as ill-advised at best. Um, but uh, yeah, Deanna, superb. Check her out on YouTube at Relapt. I think it's Relapt F One is the hard URL, but uh, Relapt with Deanna would, would should work probably just fine on that one. RJ, talk to me. Hmm. Okay. Um, a lot of us get our knowledge of racing, and I don't know if it was for everybody, but I know for me um, a lot of my love of racing came from playing racing video games um, Mm. of all different kinds, whether that's more simulation-oriented titles like Gran Turismo or more arcade titles like The Need for Speed, Ridge Racer, and such. Um, there were there are a couple of people that I that I wanted to mention. I'll I'll get to. But the first one that I wanted to talk about was um, the Time Extend Racing Game podcast. This is a podcast done by um, Adam Ismail, who currently writes for Jalopnik and has contributed as a writer to GT Planet in the past. So he knows and stuff. Him and his co-host Brendan Rorison will talk for about an hour or two about a number of racing games that have influenced um not just the genre within itself but also had a greater influence on racing games and it it, like just video games in general really uh, Mm. and their influence on that um all of these episodes are well thought out they're well constructed i 
I remember going back and watch, listening because uh, I wanted to go back and listen to some of their shows. And one of the ones that I really rank, if if I had to recommend like a starting point for the Time Extend podcast, um, it would be their two part retrospective on the Ridge Racer series by Namco. It's very well thought out. They go and rank each game from what the two hosts felt was from worst, least good to the best. Uh, it took them two parts to get through. And it was a very honest, a very refreshing discussion about how great a lot of these games were at the time that they were released. And also a very frank discussion about how the missteps of the series over the years kind of led the series to uh, diminish in terms of its mainstream relevance until it has ultimately, you know, vanished into extinction, which which mm. is a shame. Um, another one that I would recommend is the two-part retrospective on the Need for Speed series that they did and just the different evolutions that Need for Speed has taken on throughout the years, uh, be it as a supercar-driven road racing experience like it was in the late 90s to the early 2000s to being all about tuner culture and street racing like it was in the underground days and all the various different iterations it's taken back and forth along the way many of them good some of them not so much and also giving some love to ideas that were tried in games that are shall we say less loved like i was amazed at brendan's bravery to find the high points in critically panned installments like the run and pro streets Oof. Some of the love that the oh. some of the good ideas that actually flowed from those games that honestly, games like Forza Horizon nowadays, I'd say those games are bad, but maybe there's something that they can learn from them. And then of course, highlighting what games like Hot Pursuit 2 and High Stakes and Most Wanted 2005, like all those are good. One thing I also want to mention is that their their um their Discord community is some of the best. It's all like-minded people that are all really chill. Uh, usually we all gather to play Gran Turismo Sport every Thursday, download our favorite arcade racing game-inspired liveries to race in every now and then. <laughs> um, I trust these dudes. I think it's a good podcast to listen to. It's one of the few that I listen to when I don't do my own podcast. Um, so I definitely recommend them. If if you like some of the stuff that we do, hey, I I think you'll like this as well. I had never heard of the Time Extend podcast, and I will definitely be giving that a listen, especially on Ridge Racer, because that is fascinating, because I, I remember playing the PlayStation games for that. I dedicated a lot of hours to the PSP version of the game as well, when the PSP was mm. first a thing. I think the towards the end of the 2000s, and... I could never beat those Max tours. They were a bitch. Um, but um, it inspired yeah. me to pick up some of the the more the older games, the more critically acclaimed titles. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot just how hard this is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard as nails. Some of the later games in the series, but like again, as I'm a huge racing game, not anyone that knows me well knows that. I mean, I, there would not be Harrison 101 if it wasn't for the fact I was a huge fan of racing games and. I didn't know what was going to start my YouTube channel and when I first started with that. I, I chose F1 2010 and I stuck with it. And just via sheer dumb luck. But I always knew that was kind of going to be my calling. But um, that is a fascinating sounding show. So I will definitely be giving that a listen in, in the meantime uh, as well. Uh, Cam, back to you, sir. Uh, it was actually, um, I knew RJ was going to pick them because I was also going to pick them, but that's okay. 
<laughs> um, time extend are good people. Yeah. Um, the primary one I wanted to mention is I, I haven't had a lot of time to really consume a lot of content lately yeah. due to just things going on in life. Uh, you know, the world we live in now, but it happens. one content creator that I've always, that over the last couple of years has really gained my attention and kept it is Mr. Arrow HD, who uh, in the last couple of years has gone full-time as a Twitch streamer. And he describes himself as an automotive variety streamer, and that doesn't even begin... That doesn't even begin to describe it. He... He creates content in various racing games of all ages. All levels of seriousness, from sim to arcade... Let's Plays and just last week signed with a website called Traction. Oh yes. As one of their bloggers. Shout out to Justin over there. Yeah, uh, all great people. Mm. And a favorite of mine from Arrow, and you got this from one of his uh he kind of exists in a small pocket of content creators along with Rhino GT4, that guy who 100%ed all the Gran Turismo games. Another member of that uh, community, is his name on the internet is uh, R.A.R. Chevette, first name Ian. And for the past few years, he's done a charity challenge of doing the 24 hours of Daytona on iRacing solo. Huh. What? Mm. Now, in 2019, Arrow took up this challenge himself, and about midway through the race... Taking very short breaks to do as a human needs to do over the course of a day. Comfort break. Realize that he could go for the overall record for laps covered by one person in the sanctioned 24 hours. (laughs) If he really pushed to the end and the final hour of that stream is a man who has broken himself to do this. (laughs) <laughs> on a force feedback wheel, pushing oh, as hard as he can. And at the end of the race, he had he had raised about $1,200 to the charity of his choice, a children's hospital, and achieved a total of 801 laps solo. That's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, with, with all of us, I was in the chat. I appear in the chat. Uh, Rhino was his <laughs> spotter. Just, he's going through it in those final minutes, and (laughs) he does, I think he does everything, he does all of his content with a tremendous amount of passion, a real talent for commentary, and picking games and showing them in a way that is very unique. Uh, he put he likes to put his own spin on things, his own sense of humor. Uh, his Discord community very much the same. Lots of like minded people. Um, watch parties in there for WrestleMania. God, there's WrestleMania a big was, sim was a racing treat. games, motorsport, pro wrestling overlaps. It turns out in our community. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, another piece I'd like to hi- highlight as well is. Um, his let's play of F Zero GX. 
Oh, Lord. He made it a point to 100% that game on maximum difficulty and... <laughs> no, no, bad, no, bad no, idea. No, no. <laughs> I tried that once when I was a teenager and mm. I admitted... I've done it. Still, I, mm. Yeah, I still have problems with gamer rage. I, I could not hold that back streaming to the public. I don't know how this person did it. Finding out that you can finish in F-Zero GX after running yourself out of energy and crashing over the line to pass the rubber banding AI <laughs> was certainly an experience. And uh, I'd love to see uh, in the future, you know, there's a lot of things going on with Arrow now where he's getting opportunities as a full-time content creator. He's now a full-time commentator for Podium Esports in their drift leagues. He runs his own drift league called Outrun, uh, co-runs it with Ian, uh, Rarchevet. And I love to see what content he creates on Traction because uh, I think he's going to be a huge addition to that team. Absolutely. If I could add one more recommendation as well, because I didn't know that San Francisco Rush on the Nintendo 64 was prime speedrunning material until <laughs> I watched yeah. that. Wow. Yeah, Arrow's currently speedrunning Rush, uh, San Francisco Rush, and he's taking some lines through that game that I didn't think were possible. Nor did I. I didn't think the handling model would be equipped for lines like that. No, mm. no, thankfully, not at all. Thankfully, it's the Nintendo 64 version and not the PlayStation 1 version. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, great, great pick there, Cam. Great pick. Um, back to me, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, um, for those who don't know me very well, as well as being a motorsport fan, I'm just a huge car nut in general. I was born a petrol head. My dad was a massive petrol head. Um, I had a a poster of a Ferrari 550 Maranello on my wall when I was four years old. Um, so um, I'm a huge car nut, as you can imagine. I've watched pretty much every episode of Top Gear ever made, um, at least since 1992 anyway. Say, uh, um, <laughs> uh, a poster of a Ferrari on a bedroom wall could do dangerous, dangerous things. It, it, it can. It's why I'm very much single. Um, <laughs> but um, desp despite that, um, like car content, it's 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 an, it's been an, it's been a strange time for automotive content in general. A lot of people have branched off. A lot of people have taken that Top Gear model and rolled with it, um, and even ended up on Top Gear themselves as a direct result on it. Hi, Chris Harris, um, <laughs> for example, and. Yeah, I, I'm a huge petrol head, and again, we could go into car journalists for the next half hour if I really wanted to, but when he made his debut on Top Gear, I, I wasn't convinced on this man and what he could do, But because I've not seen his work before, but I've, I've said it on this podcast, I've said it on Twitter numerous times, Rory Reed was one of the best things to ever happen to Top Gear. Um, he, like... Clarkson, Hammond, and May, of course, had their time, and of course, they led Top Gear through its golden era in the in the mid two thousands. I'm not disputing or taking anything away from from how good that was, but when he became one of the three main hosts after the Chris Evans season, shall we call it, um, alongside Matt LeBlanc and Chris Harris, Rory Reid was the modern breath of fresh air presenter that that show so badly 
badly needed. Um, after 15 years of Clarkson, Hammond and May had all gotten a bit stale. Anyone that's watched the Grand Tour should know that by now. That you know, you've you've you've, you've seen this. You've seen the joke beaten to death with a mallet by now. Yeah. And um, Reed, Reed was a uh, a brand new ingredient thrown into an existing formula. Yeah, he was modern. He was fresh. He was original. He. You know, he he wore jays and and River Island jackets on on a on a show that was designed for smoking cigars and and uh, it being exciting to fifty year old dads and in steps Rory Reed who was you know again just such a breath of fresh air and a live wire to a tired format. I'm not going to beat around the bush. The three person car show has gotten massively stale over the last twenty years. But Reed was one of the best things to have happen to it, and I was crushed to an extent when I found out that they had moved him on. And don't get me wrong, side note, genuinely, Freddie Flintoff and Paddy McGuinness are doing a tremendous job on the new show. Where well, they've been way better than I thought they'd had, they'd had any right being. And, um, you know, props to them, but... I'm delighted that Rory Reed is now the face of Auto Trader on YouTube. And for those of guys who don't know Auto Trader, it is a British institution in the UK. It is every magazine that every dad has had on the toilet whenever they need to take care of their business. They pull up the Auto Trader and they look in the used car section and think about cars they can never afford to buy. Yes, that was my dad um, he, 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 for many, many years. And um, they have a YouTube channel now, and Rory Reed is the face of that, and he is he reviews cars. And But again, he's taken what made him so great on Top Gear and has taken that to his own channel where he has 100% creative control. And he's fantastic. He's informative. He's engaging. He's charismatic. He's funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously when reviewing these cars, but doesn't take any of that journalistic quality away. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of Harris's content as well, to a degree, because he still does his own content on YouTube still, as well as the show itself, and it fills a need, but I always leave Rory's videos with a smile that I don't get with Harris, because yes, he's a spectacular driver, but I just find Reed so much more engaging to listen to and watch and talk about cars, and the passion really does shine through with him and his review like the, the two reviews that stand out to me are actually two very similar cars believe it or not it's the ferrari 812 Superfast and the original version which was filmed just after the uk came out of its first lockdown last year just when we were starting to well I, I guess say have a little bit of normality in the world again um and there he is in the face mask driving an 812 and just going for a drive and it just resonated with me so well when he did that review and it was such a fitting review of the times even though we're talking about a 250,000 pound supercar that can rip your face off and go from 0 to 60 in under three seconds it still just felt so powerful and relatable all at the same time and only about a month ago, he did it again, but with the GTS conversion of the 812. And it's still just so good. For a car that's, again, virtually the same as the original review he did a year ago, he, he, did, he, he put a different spin on it. It was more talking about how practical it was and being able to cook a bowl of pasta on the engine. And it was still so funny at the same time. And you still tap into those cars and what makes them great. And... The, you know, the, 
like it, it's all just see like I said it on Twitter he's just so so good at this and like I like I wish he was still on top gear only because of the profile it would give him but if you if you missed his time on top gear please if you don't know already subscribe to auto trader on YouTube it's he picks up right back where he left off and it's it's some of the very very best automotive content and journalism on the internet period love you rory you're fantastic and keep fighting the good fight thanks oh rory my bad (laughs) (laughs) i i think it's uh i think it's a tremendous talent to have that to, to create content that if someone clicks on it they think they know exactly how it's going to unfold yeah and you take a completely different spin on it oh yeah yeah it's just tremendous stuff. He's 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 very 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 good at what he does, and a, a very important force in automotive journalism, to say the least. King, back to you, buddy. Yes, and it might not surprise all of you, but uh, my another pick, uh, my my honorable mention is going to go to again something that is historically related, <gasps> <laughs> but and also historic motorsport never. But also related to, to gaming, where, uh, to me, I've always, probably one of my, like, favorite parts about not only, like, racing games in general, but sim racing is that you can somewhat firsthand experience bygone eras of racing that you'll never see again, either because the tracks have been demolished, or the cars no longer exist, or for a variety of reasons just can't exist anymore, is that racing sims give you sort of uh a chance to go into a somewhat living museum where you could mm. experience firsthand and one of the channels mm. that really highlights this is uh gp laps and uh jake who runs the channel really not only you know does these races either th- like mainly uh mainly through grand prix legends uh but also like updated versions of Grand Prix Legends that people have updated through mods. Also, like, he uses a set of course that is modded. Uh, but he doesn't just simply just do the races. He he explains uh, the history involving the cars and the tracks he races at. Sometimes he does recreations of historic races and, and does that while, you know, before the race he explains what actually happened in the race. And, you know, he sprinkles historic facts throughout his drive. And it's a somewhat refreshing take on the whole let's play genre, especially for racing. Yeah, like, I actually did check them out when you originally wrote that part of your list up. And it's superb. It really is. The the, the detail, the passion, just seeing cars and tracks to, you know from maybe as far back as almost 100 years ago. It's fascinating stuff. And yeah, I subscribed when I, when I saw that, and I can't wait to see what else is coming. Like, superb, superb content. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, I've checked out some of... Uh, I've checked out some of Jake's stuff as well. Some of the other things that really fascinate me are just some of the retrospective in the simulation racing games that time seemed to forget. You know, because for every Grand Prix Legends or NASCAR Racing 2003 season that seemed to stand the test of time, there are a lot lot of others that have just gone by the wayside and were never played or aren't played as much as they were anymore. Mm. 
Definitely great stuff. RJ, carry on by all means. You're... Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one dips back into the racing game and just the video game space in general because, man, I'll tell you, as as tired as parts of sports media on YouTube have become, I would say that being a video game critic on YouTube is a very, very, very exhausted space. So if you have my attention in that space, you're, you're probably doing something right. Um, my honorable mention, although I, I it feels disingenuous to her to just say she's an honorable mention, she's the second person I want to mention. This She is uh, Casey. Casey Calhoun is a video game critic. She does reviews mostly of racing games, though she's also done her fair share of first-person shooters, rail shooters, uh, things of that nature. One of the things that I really like about Casey's works is that she's not only willing to dive into like some of the more mainstream video game franchises like GT, Need for Speed, Test Drive, or what have you, but also to deep dive into some of the lesser known and lesser loved ports of certain games, like the the portable versions of Need for Speed games that were clearly developed on a third-hand budget in the case of Need for Speed The Run's Wii version or Need for Speed Undercover's <laughs> oh, no. PS2 version came out <laughs> oh. severely, severely undercooked. So she takes time to outline, you know, the stories of how these versions were developed, who made them, and why they are charming in some ways and in other ways just ineffective. Uh, one of my more recent reviews of hers that I loved was her scathing take on Blackwater's a uh, propaganda rail shooter on Xbox Connect. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god. Yeah. So so oh. yeah. So private military contractor Blackwater after after killing a bunch of civilians including children uh, in the Iraq <laughs> war That's decided that they needed to whitewash their image a bit and one of those oh. ways that they would do so was partnering with Zombie Studios to make an official game on the Xbox, which is better with Kinect, as they say. But the problem is that oh. the Kinect is opti is done so poorly, and you can see it throughout the video that Casey's dog is jumping in the way of her, and the Kinect sensor thinks it's the dog just laying there that's like standing in as the person. So you can tell that this game was not made very lovingly, and even without the Kinect controls, when you get down to it, it's just like a worse version of all of your favorite um, rail shooters like Time Crisis, House of the Dead, etc., etc. And not just, not just the fact that functionally these are terribly games with poor controls, no love or thought in the storyline, but also morally bankrupt as well she puts this in the pile of games the pile is where games go to just rot in her possession <laughs> so that way nobody else has the opportunity for them to ever be corrupted by these sorts of games. it's a service and, and uh, yeah it's a service <laughs> it i think sounds the one like that website it sounds like that website that would buy up copies of genesis and super nintendo shack fu cartridges to destroy <laughs> them oh no. it's I'll tell you for free, the other two games that have made it into her pile are uh, the PS Vita version of Call of Duty Black Ops. 
and the oh. Wii ver- and the Wii version of Need for Speed: The Run, which was already oh. for being much shorter. But imagine making a short game even shorter. Imagine making a Need for Speed game bombarded with quick time events and shocky storylines and all that garbage. Just go over the R- top with that. RJ, you need to tell me. Has she reviewed Spirit of Speed 1937 yet? No, but uh, no, but I. I oh, can... no, 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 no. I will say though, um, the the video that got me into her stuff was her retrospective on Test Drive Sits, or as she just Casey describes it, the worst game that I've ever loved. Because Test Drive Sits <laughs> has a lot of fond memories for her, but as a game, especially the Dreamcast version of it, it is yeah. Awful. I owned that. Ver- I, you know, it's really just the PlayStation version without the jumpy textures. I but somehow, that's it. somehow on the Dreamcast, which is supposed to be much more powerful than anything that came before it at that time. Hang on, hang on, hang on. King, King, King are you good up there? Are you? Are you, are you okay? I'm okay. I, 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 it, it was I'm, the mere I'm, mention. I'm hugging of... you through the screen. I'm sorry, King. I'm yeah. sorry you had to listen the last, to that. The, the last edition of Laugh and Joke and Numb Nuts Gifts to the World. Oh, dear. dear Test drive Shout six. out Angry Video Game Nerd. Yes, Who indeed. doesn't need the rub, by the way? He's good at his own. <laughs> no, no. But no. He, he is very good. good. Test Drive 6 just came out so underbaked, but it's also like, you know, like. Trying to find justification for why this objectively terrible game still holds so many fond memories. And to tie it back with my last mention, Casey actually did a special episode of with the Time at Stand crew called The Rest of Need for Speed. And it's basically just like going through and talking for like a straight hour of like the influence of the first two Need for Speed games and how, you know... If if you love cars, chances are you got into cars because of one of those two games. Even though, and especially Need for Speed 2's case, didn't hold up that well as just like a functional game. No, but still holds a lot of influence. Like for my mm. personally, for me, that's how I fell in love with the McLaren F1, which is favorite supercar of all time. No cap. I think it's cool that in, a, in what is a very stale space that. Casey's out there thriving and doing her own thing and finding a very good audience for it. And I appreciate all the work that she puts into her channel. So if you haven't subscribed, I would go out of your way to do so and check out some of her videos. Hmm. Cam, back to you. Um, for my, the second person I wanted to mention, um, I wanted to delve into more of actual motorsport journalism and you've heard them mentioned on the podcast before. The best $4 you'll ever spend on Patreon. Um, David Emmett, editor for Motomatters.com. Um, his content is shared between his Patreon and his website. And he's been at this a long, long time. And over I think he years. is o- over 30 years of experience, never fearing... Uh, the chance to call out someone on their bull jive uh, today, as of recording, going on Twitter and saying, uh, "Mir Johan Mir said without saying it that he had a dud rear tire." <laughs> yeah. Um, everything from technical insights on the bikes themselves to a look into the mind of those riding them. Uh 
I think where David does a great job is looking beyond just the surface and taking the more complex aspects of MotoGP and breaking them down in a way that is very easy to understand. Mm, definitely. Uh, just recently, uh, we had a pretty big topic in two-wheeled motorsport, the return of uh, some guy called Mark. And mm. I love the way he described him in practice. It certainly looked like Mark Marquez on the Repsol Honda. He pushed and bullied his RC213V around Portimao Circuit. The rear, the rear wheel hopped. The front tire squashed into the tarmac, both tires sliding at the very limit of adhesion. The chassis protesting as Marquez tried to tie it into knots, wrestling it from one side to the other. Yeah. That's what I love yeah. about that dude. That's why I love about watching Mark Marquez ride. Mark Marquez is the guy that I show to people who give no shits about motorcycle races. Just like, hey, yo, look at this dude Guilty. sliding on his knees and elbows on this motorcycle. Yeah. And he'll attack uh, storylines all the way from the really big ones like that all the way to conversations in the paddock. He is an official accredited member of the uh, MotoGP media. And so he gets a firsthand look at these sort of things, uh, breaking down why certain bikes are faster than others, how to understand the tires, what goes on in the mind of a guy who's hanging on to a 320 horsepower, couple hundred pound missile traveling at... How fast was it again? 362 kph? Yeah. 225 in, in Queen's English. Yeah, yeah. As you do. I mean, to, to follow on from Cam briefly, no, I've said it on this show, I've said it on Bike Live many a time when it was me and Lewis working together. He is the very best in the business. Um, and not only do you get all that for four bucks a month, you also get a lot of collaborative work. You get guest blogs from people like Matt Oxley, who, again, is another fantastic journalist in the space. Um, you get some superb pictures and, 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 and artwork as well um, from Cormac GP, who, again, photography is outstanding. It's like absolutely world-class um, stuff as well. All that for yeah. basically a medium a medium cost of coffee in the UK yeah. a, a month. Uh, David I mean, Emmett. The, the, Emmett does not deal in low quality. He puts out a piece when it is done. Exactly. And it is well worth it every single time. And like I said, four bucks a month, basically three quid sterling. That is, an, that is the biggest steal in motorsport journalism out there, as far as I'm concerned, bar none whatsoever. So I completely vouch for what Cam's saying. If you're a bike fan of any capacity... Just spend the four bucks. You will you will get your money back ten times over for the amount of quality content that you get. Um, it is yeah. it is like yeah, almost, as, it's almost like being a journalist yourself, honestly. Yeah, yeah. As a, you know, I've been a motorcycle fan since uh, well, the day I was born. I'm in a motorcycling family, and mm. he his content has taught me things that I never would have expected about. Mm. What is a very complex top flight sport? Indeed. Absolutely worth every penny. David Emmett, one of the very best two wheels or four, as far as I'm concerned. Superb mm. uh, journalist. Um, exactly. Everything that's great about motorsport journalism comes from David Emmett. And trust me, sometimes there's not a lot of it out there. So when it is quality, it's only fair we signal boost it. And if you've not subscribed to David on Patreon, please do. 
and subscribe to us too while you're at it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're affordable. We, we, we like um, to think but, we're quality. Sometimes yeah, it varies. Uh, like I, I will openly say on the record, the only person I am subscribed to on Patreon is David Emmett, and that's all I could ever need, quite frankly. Um, that's pretty much all of our major recommendations in terms of motorsport and adjacent other industries, I guess you could say, as well. Please check them all out, Signal Boost, and 10MM101 sent you, um, because they are all outstanding um, in their own right, and... Um, they deserve your time and attention, and in some cases, money, um, because they are fantastic. Um, you know, and well, just before I get out of here, I guess it's that time I've got to do a little bit of a monologue to wrap it up. But um, mm-hmm. three hundred episodes. Um, Thank coming you up- all. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, my guys. god. Um, Thanks, Holy Moses. It's been nearly seven years since we started this show. Um, so it'll be seven years in October. Um, and this is we're already at 290 episodes more than I was anticipating because I said it many a time during these milestones. It was only ever meant to be a 10-episode run. And 300. I, like, I, I want a visual image of me kicking Cam into a giant hole. Um, shout, I'll shout in, this is Sparta, because uh, that is something that I never... <laughs> Bring it back to ever, 2007, are we? <laughs> never, never in a million years could I why imagine... Is the, that we, <laughs> why is the chrome paint feel, peeling off of this car and there's scarlet red underneath? <laughs> Um, never never in a million years could I have imagined that um, we could have ever gotten to 300 episodes a YouTube channel where nearly 3,000 of you have subscribed over 110,000 total plays which is just an an insane count and that's just on SoundCloud that doesn't include iTunes Spotify or wherever else we're at it's it's, it's unbelievable um, that and just once again like Thank you to for, to all of you for letting us into your homes, your ears, your AirPods, your overpriced Apple equipment in general um, over the last six and a half years because it's 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 special. You know, it, this is everything I could ever want in a media platform. I get to talk about the motorsport that I love to talk about with some of the greatest people in the world and. I, I wouldn't trade that in for, for anything, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, thanks to everyone. I mean, some special shout-outs. Shout-out to everyone on the Motorsport 101 Discord. You are all family, as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Um, mm. Like family, we fight every two minutes, but um, I'm immensely proud of the community that we have over there. Some genuinely wonderful people from all walks of life, and... I take personally as the leader of the house, I guess, and I don't even, even like calling myself that, but I, I take immense pride that, you know, you guys are one click on a phone away on Discord or just a message and, you know, away, and it's 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 wonderful to have yeah, that. That's especially become more, than, more important than ever, you know, because uh, if you didn't know the last year, um, people yeah. were isolated from each other in the meat space. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as a guy chick that, up bad yeah. real quick. Yeah, and uh, as a guy that has always struggled with large group chats and settings, like the M101 Discord has literally changed my life because I would I I used to panic and suffer from chronic like 
anxiety and overload just from being in a group chat before when I was a teenager. So to be able to sit there with some amazing people for hours at a time, just whether it be watching sports, playing games or uh, divulging in motorsport, what we all have a common bond and what we all love to do is a wonderful experience. So shout out to everyone on there. Shout out to everyone that has backed us on Patreon over the last six years. Some some have been around for over four of those six years, which is unbelievable support. Yeah. Um, you, I, I, I do not exaggerate when I say this. You guys literally pay for everything from the website management to the SoundCloud to the Discord um, to what will be our recording home in Riverside once I start picking up the bill from King. So, um, um, which I will, I promise. Um, you guys literally pay for everything. It, it, the podcast is entirely self-sufficient thanks to 100% of your support. And for you to invest your hard-earned money in us is the greatest honour we could ever have. So thank you all so much to everyone that's backed us on Patreon from $1 to... 20 plus in some cases which is just absolutely ridiculous we are not worth 20 bucks a month let me tell you but um do you know how many starbucks you could buy with that i mean jesus um but your generosity is does not go unseen or unheard so thank you all so much for everyone that's backed us on there thanks to everyone that subscribed to us on youtube follow us on instagram I see your names, I see your tweets, you know, I do run the Twitter myself, you guys are tremendous, thank you, um, shout out to all our hosts, past and present, you know, even Kraken, um, they all whoa, have a whoa, 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 I didn't even know what <laughs> meant his name, <laughs> I have to, oh, it's only yeah. but, um, um, yeah, like, yeah, all y'all, uh, oh, Zoe, yeah. Chris, oh god, um, yeah, um, yeah, we love all very, 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 very lucky to have them all. They've all played a part in our history. Um, you know, Adam, this, this show wouldn't be here without him. And um, I'm glad I couldn't get him here either. for the episode 300. But um, again, thanks to Adam. He it, it, it was it was his original idea for us to have M101 as it is today. Uh, when we all beat our heads together seven years ago and thought, this sounds like a good idea. Let's run with it. And... 300 episodes later here we are you know well, well it was more like 270 by the time we thought let's let's commit to this thing but even so it was unbelievable um shout out to zoe who's been our best friend for half a decade now who's always been willing to pitch in and sub and been a, a tremendous um asset especially with indycar in general and is just absolutely you know, the, the shining light in our discord everybody loves zoe she's immense and we love her to death um shout um lewis is lewis does so much behind the scenes you don't even know he used to edit the show um even when he was be- he was he still offers to edit the show now and he has the most amazing full-time <laughs> job um as yeah. head of motor we're uh, not uh, jealous at all no, the man runs social media for MotoGP and he still wants to edit our Pokey Motoring show. And, um, of course, not all of Bike Live was with Motorsport 101. Only a, a brief part of our history was with us, but I was so proud to have that show on our network. Oh. And I've always tried Absolutely. to continue the legacy of Lewis's work. He's not only that, but also one of the most incredibly humble, disgustingly nice dudes you will ever meet in your life. Um... He's a wonderful human being, and again, without him, I would not be the host I am today. So I'm incredibly proud to call him a friend. And yeah, um, yeah, 300 episodes, and like again, 
one more time, thank you to all of you. And without you, there is no us. And, you know, the fact we're worth your time, your effort, your money is, especially in times as, as rough as this. I mean, thank God we can finally see a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to this pandemic. At least I'd like to think there is yeah. a glimmer of hope at the we, end we of the can, tunnel now. We can hope. Going we forward. can hope. We can we but, can hope. Um, and then we can all finally go out and hang out at the bar together without worrying that some other weird shoe is about to drop. I know. I know that happened no, the last no, time cause... we all wanted to get together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so King, you... King and I were going to hang out for St. Patrick's Day in 2020. That didn't oh. happen. Ooh. But you know what that means? Hang dodge. out for St. Patty's 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will end up in America at some point in 2022 to watch an Indy car race live. I have to make that happen at some point. But again, I, I just have to be more. there when mm. I have to be there when I see when we see Dre meet Hinchcliffe for the first time. <laughs> I need <laughs> a split I'm second later. Then a split second later, the internet implodes. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just two disgustingly handsome, charismatic podcast hosts meeting up for the first time. It's going to be the. It's, it's going to be like two worlds <laughs> converging. At least, at least I'd like to think so. You know, in my head, it sounds mm. cool. Um, but uh, I, 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 again, a, a thousand thank yous to all of you. Like I said, especially in these difficult times, the fact you still are deem us worthy of your time and effort is the most inspiring thing we could ever have. And I promise, on behalf of all of us here, we are going to continue to work very, very hard to have the best show we could possibly have. Um, and I am very confident about the next hundred, I guess you could say, if we keep rolling these milestones off. Um, but sincerely, thank you all so, so much for all your support over the last six and a half years and the last 300, 300, 300 episodes of Motorsport 101. I, I mean, that is... Ah, over, I think it's something like... It's, it's, I think it's close to 700 hours of total content. Um, let me put up the SoundCloud because either the playlist will tell me before I get out of town. But um, my God, it is it is a lot of content. I let me tell you, um, I think it's something close to seven hundred hours. This is not my most professional job, but bear with me here for just a second. Yeah, actually, no, take that back. It's not quite as bad as that. I mean, if you include Bike Live, maybe. But I think it is it is literally as of two ninety eight. Which is the most public episode we've got as the time of recording? Four hundred and ninety-nine hours of so, audio content. That means we'll be over five hundred when this episode comes out. Oh, two nine nine will take us over five hundred. Th- there's our two thresholds. Three hundred yeah, episodes. Five hundred total 500 hours of podcast. <laughs> but the oh, the, we we really did run on too long all those years, didn't we, King? I mean, that's just that's just. <laughs> <laughs> Ludicrous. Um, let me do the housekeeping, then we can get out of here before I end up becoming a blubbering mess like I did in episode two hundred. I, I, I able to. I kept it together this time. I should, <laughs> I, we call that growth. Okay. Um, <laughs> There's growth. <still> time. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport One Hundred One. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport One Hundred One. Our handles are on screen at Harrison One Hundred One HD at Ryan Eric King at RJ O'Connell. At C Buckley917, the podcast itself at Motorsport underscore 101. 
Uh, we're on Instagram, Motorsport101Pod. We're on Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport101. If you really want to back us there, that'd be wonderful. Five bucks for all the audio episodes early, ten for all the video content, and to be able to watch these live as they're being recorded. Um, our website's Motorsport101.com. I could barely get through this, but. Um, We'll see you back for editing hell as we get back to a ridiculous chunk of Formula E, IndyCar, and God knows what else for the next 300 episodes. Yeah, but Me from... screaming into an abyss. Yeah, probably. And, that, and, and you're not even editing the shows. That's King's job. I, I, I don't envy him right now. He's, he's, he's going he's gonna to look like the actual scream painting by the end of next week. It's going to be hell. <laughs> and who knows? We might even get those last two <laughs> hidden episodes out as well. <laughs> but, uh, oh my, he's but, gonna he's gonna look like Stimpy from the Run and Stimpy episode. <laughs> the podcast's finished, Stray. Uh, <laughs> I can't hog all the show. If there's any words you guys want to say before we get out of here, fire away. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 thanks, guys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, uh, in the past. Uh, Almost two years, because I think my first episode was the Lamar 2019 preview. That's mm. right. Um, I can't think of a better crew to talk motorsport with every week, for better and for worse. <laughs> and uh, here's to the next however many, I don't know. All right, I got I got three assorted bottles. And I can have a toast here. I got the coffee. I've got the I've got the fizzy drinks. Oh, I've got water. this empty bottle of sparkling water. I guess we can all clank it together. Here's a toast to three hundred <laughs> more episodes. Oh yeah, oh. Uh, this is this oh, is not oh, uh, drinks. This is th- this is expensive. I toast I toast my dual sense. I just ah. doused myself in strawberry flavored water at half past midnight in the UK. I don't <laughs> and we did it for you. We did it for you all. On behalf of me, Ryan King, Adam Johnson, RJ O'Connell, Cam Buckley, Zoe Hamilton, Krista Harday, Lewis Sutterby, and everyone at Motorsport 101, thank you for 300 episodes. Sayonara. Later, y'all. Bye. Bye. Oh god. <laughs> so when are we getting that Spirit of Speed 1937 Let's Play King? <laughs>